Welcome to this episode of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we continue our Hitman series and fly all the way over to Bangkok. If you're checking us out for the first time and you haven't watched any of our previous episodes, jump on over to iTunes and subscribe to us. That way you can check out each new episode as soon as it drops. Now this week, we had a huge surprise. Jacob McCourt actually scored some points. I have a score this this game. If you have a score this game. I have a score that's not oh, zero. Oh, Jacob, I did not check the leaderboards. Yeah. Maybe you're ahead of me. Yeah, well, I figured after three episodes of being a disgusting brat, I figured I would actually <laughs> try and play this game as it's meant to be played. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Mo Murtati. Yo, 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 another Hitman episode. Let's go. And sitting next to me in the flesh across from this plastic table is Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about a great episode, boys. Let's go to Bangkok. Bangkok and Club 27? 32? Yes, 29, I think. 29? Am I just saying 29 because there's a club in the city called 29? Yes. yes. It's Club 27. Okay. If you're just picking up now, we have four other episodes of this series before this. So go ahead and listen to those first and then come back. We'll be here when you want. You can listen to those in our podcast feed, um, but it's probably important that you listen to those before you listen to this. We're in the second half of the game, boys. We're in the home stretch, gentlemen. What we need now is a briefing. Good morning, 47. Your destination is the Himapan Luxury Hotel Resort on the Chao Phraya River, just outside Bangkok. Your main target is Jordan Cross, the lead singer of The Class, a renowned indie rock outfit recording their highly anticipated sophomore album. But this millennial poster boy harbors a dark secret. One year ago, promising young actress Hannah Highmore fell to her death from Cross's penthouse loft in Dumbo, New York. According to the police, Miss Highmore's death was a tragic accident, but her parents remain unconvinced. They firmly believe that Cross murdered Hannah and only escaped justice due to the power and influence of his father, billionaire media mogul Thomas Cross. A secondary target, Ken Morgan, corporate fixer and attorney to the Cross family, is also staying at the hotel. Cunning and unscrupulous, Morgan was a key agent in the cover-up of Hannah Highmore's murder and Jordan Cross's subsequent acquittal. The Highmores understandably want retribution, and while the system may be powerless, ICA is anything but. I will leave you to prepare. So a murder cover-up, a corporate fixer, an album coming out, and this is the setting for this episode of Hitman. Let's kill a spoiled brat, boys. Yeah, let's let's kill a Jared Leto lookalike, and also uh, Richard Branson's kid, and uh, a lawyer. Let's do that. Doesn't yeah. he look like Richard Branson, the dad? He does. Kind of. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they kind of play on that, like the rich billionaire look. They might have touched a little bit of the design from him, but I think it was all maybe coincidental as well. Uh, yeah, and Jordan Cross is very Jer- Jared Leto-esque, eh? Very yeah. Very much, very, yep, very Jared Leto, very, uh... 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, I'm still thinking Jared Leto. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, that guy that played the Joker that no one liked. Yeah, yeah Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. 
<laughs> I kind of kind of feel bad for the lawyer. He, yes, he was a part of like this cover up, but at the end of the day, he he's essentially just a good lawyer, and he's kind of part of this whole entire hit. Anyone else have any opinions on this? You make a very good point, Mo. I've been I I did not think about it in the moment when I was killing Ken the Bulldog Morgan, but. You make a compelling point. He was doing his job. He was part of the system and a necessary force. Bad man going to get that work. That's all I have to say. <laughs> man, there's a lot of bad men that need to get a lot of work. Why? I don't know why he's any special, I guess. He was just... I think what Mo and I are just saying is like, let's prioritize the people who need to get work done. Right. My conscience. My conscience is telling me no. <laughs> Uh, but my get... body <laughs> is telling me yes. Thanks for finishing it. Uh, should Thank we get started? You. Do you want me to go with my playthrough? First, first, I think let's just touch on like what what are your general impressions of this mission, boys? Loved it. The hotel area was fantastic. Mo, did you feel the same way? Yeah, multi-dimensional. This is kind of like where different types of environments were put together well because they kind of made sense. You're in a gigantic complex with multiple stories, multiple levels, different environments, and it kind of all comes together. It, it made sense. It made sense. And the I aesthetic like is fantastic. Like yeah. Thailand just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a no. greenhouse on the top floor. Yes. They've created a recording studio out of one of the entire floors, and Jordan Cross's team has taken over this hotel. You know, there's beautiful vistas as you look out into the water, and there are gondolas. And then you like you can just go into the, the dirty kitchen and housekeeping area. It's great. Yes. And I love the the different uh, like dialogue things that you hear throughout the hotel. You hear the the frat boy party party kid spoil the rich kid who's clearly there as part of the entourage of Jordan Cross. You hear the rich American, the rich like um, people on vacation who are doing yoga and just oh like I can't believe that this is not absolutely perfect or can you believe that they didn't have this um, and, and all of the dialogue throughout I think it's fantastic. It's fun. It's quippy. Um, yeah, I, I love the environment that they set up for Thailand. Mm-hmm. So who who should start this one out? I have a score this this game. If you have a score this game. I have a score that's not oh, zero. Oh, Jacob, I did not check the leaderboards. Yeah. Maybe you're ahead of me. Yeah, well, I figured after three episodes of being a disgusting brat, I figured I would actually <laughs> try and play this game as it's meant to be played. Gotcha. Oh, well, yeah. uh, Mo, do you have a score on this one? Yes, I do. I have a score. I, I've gotten scores before, but I think this one's the first one where I said, I'm going to try to unleash my full-fledged Mike Ruffalo and, <laughs> and, and try not to kill anyone but the target and try my best at this game. This is the yes. first time where I flipped that switch and I said, let's go. Let's see what we can do. Let's do it, baby boo. Uh, okay. Should we reveal our scores to figure out the order in which we discuss? Yes. What was your score, Jacob? My score was 23,529. Uh-huh. Hey, I give you props. That's not zero. That's that's a well above zero. Greater than zero. That's a non-zero number. Yeah. Mo, do you know do you your remember score? What, do you remember what your star rating was? Uh, I think it was one. Okay. One or zero. It might have even been no stars. Okay. So if I know with because I know I had a more than 20,000 for sure, and I had two stars. Okay. Okay. Mike. I had three stars. And I got roughly 90,000? 91,499. Uh, I think I was floating in That's the 40s what I got. is what I can kind of remember off the top of my head. Jacob, do you want to kick us off? 
I, I think that I do have to. So <laughs> I poked around for a bit. I yes. decided that, you know, you have to play this game by learning and by poking around and trying to get as many opportunities as possible. And saving and restarting and mm. saving and reloading and saving and reloading. Yeah, but you enjoy the lush environment. Yes. You take in the sights. You talk to people. You blend in everywhere you go. Yeah, that and you call people to your room for room service. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I think you're starting to unravel how you committed these atrocities. Yeah, did you guys also do nope, this? Is that how you know? That's not what I did, though. Okay. I, I mean, I saw all of the notes. There were some fantastic notes left throughout the whole game mm-hmm. on different clipboards talking about where room service was supposed to go and whether it got there or not and what preferences people had. Oh, wow. It was, yeah, it was great. I learned a lot about Dee Dee and, and all the other people who are there okay i think you may be misunderstanding me because i called room service to my room oh yeah interesting i'm very excited right now can i tell you yes what I did? tell me i don't why think are you, I why are you calling room existed. service there's two targets no. take them down man stop eating <laughs> but i need a snack agent 47 is a hungry man he's a he's a man that needs to be fed yes. murder and sandwiches so i wanted a sandwich so what I did is I used the phone in my room to call for room service and a male and a female hotel staffer comes in and what's cool is I tried it multiple times and he has different lines. He's like, my bed isn't made or there are no towels. So they come into my room and uh, the room that you have is separated into three separate rooms, the bathroom, the bedroom, and then the main room. So one of the hotel staff stay in the main room close to the door and then one of them goes into your bedroom to, to do things, to be murdered. Um, so I took out the one near the door and then the one inside the hotel or inside your room is like, Hey, what are you doing? And you have to run over there and just smack them in the face. So that's what I did. I just left them in my room, took the male's hotel staff's uniform uh-huh. and walked right out because they don't go into your room. Oh man. Like bodies are found for sure. Yes. But like, I don't care. I just light, laid them on the floor. I, okay. Maybe there's nowhere to put them something. in your bedroom. Maybe this reveals something about me that I was not, you know, maybe, yeah. Uh, Boys, did you specifically only knock out people who were male to take their outfits? Yes. Mo? I think so. I think so. I swear to you that on this level, I knocked out a female uh, servant servant person and wore their outfit. (laughs) Did it reskin to a male's? I, I think it just looked like a male's. Okay. But uh, it's only sp- now. I've never specifically tried to go after a female. I don't think I tried either, but I do remember. Anyways, we'll, we'll get into my my uh, cross-dressing, I, I guess. I, I think it's because uh, me and Jacob were raised right and we weren't striking females, yes. whether in the game or in real life. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what Except happened. for yep. the bad, bad females. Like the, the evil ones. Yeah, we, like we his like Jordan Cross's manager. Yeah, oh. mm, I didn't talk to her at all though. No, okay. Uh, so what I did is I uh, went outside for a bit and kind of strolled around just to figure out Ken Morgan's loop because his loop was essentially go outside, take a cell phone call in kind of like one of the corners outside, go in and look at some sushi and go, ooh, that looks good, but not eat any, and then kind of walk out through the front door and, and then kind of again. go do that same loop. So I couldn't figure out how do I get how do I get the poison without like them seeing it in the kitchen. I couldn't figure that out for the life of me. So what I ended up doing is I ended up finding out that Jordan Cross had a birthday 
that day. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. So I ended up initiating the birthday party. Uh huh. So got a chef's uniform by you know knocking somebody out, taking the chef's uniform, and then initiated the birthday party. Mm-hmm. So uh, I believe you you bring the cake. You bring the cake upstairs or the cake's upstairs? And you the, bring the, the cake's there already. You bring, you bring the topper. The candle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His 27th birthday candle. So, Which, what were your expectations with that topper? That I could make it go boom. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is pretty weird. They just want me to bring this up there, and I brought it up here. But I didn't hide a bomb in it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was expecting it to, to you know, go boom, like that's, you said. That's something that our demolitions expert, or demo as I call him, <laughs> would do. <laughs> that was well played. That Thank you, well sir. Played. Uh, no, did you? So you guys both did the same method, I'm assuming, with this cake? Because I never even seen this cake. No, I'm sure cake. I did it differently. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did use the birthday cake. So everyone comes in and sings happy birthday, including Dexy Barrett, who is his manager. Uh, and so you sing happy birthday, and I'm just sitting there inconspicuously as a chef, sitting in the background. All the crew leaves because Dexy and Jordan have to have a conversation. So everyone leaves, and Jacob pulls out his kitchen knife <laughs> and just throws his kitchen Kobe. knife Kobe at, at Jordan. And then I think I like actually had another sharp object and also threw it. No, I didn't throw it. I stabbed them both. Ah, that's better. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh-huh. So one non-target kill because Dexy is not someone, but I just was like, murder! <laughs> and then stowed them both in a in a chest together. Uh, uh, together? Yeah, together. At least they were together. In the afterleaf, they were together, yes. As crazy and like non, like not normal way of playing Hitman, that was still pretty good, Jacob. You're evolving. You're becoming a better player. <laughs> well, until it got to Ken Morgan. Oh, no. <laughs> you spoke too soon, Mo. You gave him props oh, too early. Goodness. So for Ken, I couldn't figure out what to do. I couldn't figure out because there was a tape that was involved. I couldn't figure that out. And I know Um, how much you like ledges. I I love places that people can go swimming. Uh huh. I love high distances almost as much as sharp objects, but not (laughs) as much as like pushing. Like that's number one. Pushing people off ledges is number two. Uh Um. So I just got fed up, to be honest. And my total playthrough was twenty nine minutes. So if you think that you know Jordan Cross maybe took you know twenty to twenty five minutes. Maybe I just immediately walked out of the hotel, pulled out my pistol, and shot Ken Morgan in the head and <laughs> ran on the boat. Uh, what I love is how good you consistently are in these missions until it gets to the end and you're like, I'm done with this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, everyone's dying so I can leave. Yeah. So I just, I, I got close. I positioned myself very close to the speedboat. About as like f- close to the speedboat as possible. You were sniping with a silence pistol, and I just pulled out my silence pistol and shot him in the head and ran to the speedboat. So people were shooting me, but oh I just my- ran. Wow, <laughs> what an escape! Yeah, I wouldn't call that a great escape, but it was an escape for sure. Okay. Wow, what a story! I beat it. I, I beat the mission, and I didn't get a score of zero. Hey, a non-zero score is better than. A zero score. Yeah, but I really hope someday soon that I get to a point where I get at least like non-notice kills or no bodies or something. But that's what I have you guys for. There we, hey, we can regale you of tales of more competent murders. So are we presenting in, in order of score? I think we should. Because then I believe it's demo that's next. Yeah, demo. Demo time. No, but Jacob, so you're laughing about it. You had fun, though, doing that. You like your little method, don't you? 
I feel like I'm the Jack Bauer of this team because, like, Jack Bauer is kind of sneaky, but then also he'll just murder straight people. Like, he'll wear body armor, stand on a limousine, and just kill people. Okay. I'm, I'm the Jack Bauer of this operation. You're just ready to go. I'm ready to, ready to go. I'm ready to murder. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take over for my playthrough. Um, now, Jacob, I did make fun of you about this, but my first playthrough I'm going to go through, and then my second playthrough I'll let you know. Uh, how that went. My first one took me a long time. Had no idea how to get to the Jordan Cross or whatever to the, the, the top floor. Had no idea how to kill the guy without being seen. So eventually, in a quick nutshell, my first playthrough, I ended up getting to the upper deck by disguising myself as one of the security detail. He goes into his little recording booth studio, shoot him in the head, walk out. No one says a thing. And I felt so cool. I'm like, I literally just shot this guy in the recording booth. No one's listening in. It's soundproof. There's he was nothing. killing it in there. Oh, oh man. Yeah. You can, you can get a, a, a prize or like an accomplishment for that. Like actually walking in there in the soundproof booth and shooting him in the head is like and an I, accomplishment. Really? Yeah. yeah, and I did. that. that was, this was initially when I played this about six months ago. That's how I did that. But the reason why I'm telling you about the previous story is because how I finished it. I definitely pulled a Jacob. <laughs> I had no idea how to separate this lawyer from his uh, security. He's always walking around yeah. in crowded places. It took oh, me boy. so long to figure out how to pull him away. There was nothing. And it got to the point where... Eventually, he was kind of separated from his security guy, so I took out my silence pistol. He died. Everyone got alerted to my, <laughs> my uh, position because I shot him. I took out another gun, and I started unloading on all the security guys. I made a beeline for that boat, <laughs> escaped, and moved on with my life, and didn't realize I was ever going to talk about it ever again. I appreciate that, that. I appreciate that you guys are of the same vein of like, well, let's just get on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now... My finesse playthrough. All yes. I'm going to say, I'm pretty sure it was 13 minutes. Whoa. Whoa. Yes, Holy this cow. was art. I went from full Jacob to full Michael instantly. <laughs> you painted so, a Picasso with those weapons. This, I want to tell you how artistic it was. Let's just say I didn't even see one of my kills. I just set it up and knew it was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Mo, artistic Mo, it was. Right now I'm passing the crown. I'm passing the crown over let, to you. Let me just. I'm ex- not sure. You scored a huge number in this. One, I mean, so. I mean, it sounds like Mo did a fantastic job. Artisanal okay. kill comes. Yeah, so artisanal handcrafted murders. This one, the, my my kill on the lawyer was pure art. So um, initially, because I already played this game ahead of time, it gave me an additional starting point and uniform that I could start with. So I was able to start in this area that was near like a. It was like an extermination van. It was the side of the building. I don't know if you guys ever wandered near gotcha. there, but, but I never knew about it. So this was I my saw that point. the opportunity existed in, in the list of opportunities that were not discovered. I'm like, where is this damn extermination van? Yeah, so that I kind of started in the side of the building. So if, I, I believe if you started from the very beginning and you turned right and didn't go into the building, you went to the right side of it and went all the way to the back right side of the building, this is where the, my starting point was. And I was in the uniform of, like, the building security. So, you know that white, like, kind of guard uniform yep. with the giant, like, pointy hat? That's what I what I started with. So, as soon as I'm walking around when I spawn, like, this guy, um, no one's giving me batting an eye because I'm a security guy. No one cares what I'm doing. And I overhear this guy who's trying to fix his tuk-tuk. You know those three-wheeled... <laughs> uh, 
three wheeled cars that have the one yep. wheel in the front, yes. two wheels in the back. Mm-hmm. So he's he's fixing it. And it's not it's turning on. He's wondering what the heck's going on. And then he, I, I overhear the conversation saying, "Hey, like the lawyer guy, he agreed to buy this tuk tuk for me as long as it's working, and I can't seem to work it." So the mission says, "Hey, find a wrench, and see if you can like fix this thing." So. Because I'm in a security uniform, I walk in, into the like basement of the, the, the hotel, and I kind of keep patrolling, 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 and I try to look for the wrench. Eventually, I find one pretty close by, um, and I'm able to use it. Can did, is, Was it just me, or were there very, very few things in this mission that you could pick up? Um, I feel like, Jacob, did you not yearn for screwdrivers just to start chucking at people yeah i mean i had to resort to a kitchen knife and like to be honest with you i'd rather throw a screwdriver right i mean that's, that's kind of my mo now you're kind of the screwdriver for a reason mo did you also find that it was tough to find items to pick up and use yeah well it, this leads me to my my actual how i killed the, the lawyers because i needed a screwdriver so one of the once you got the <laughs> once you get the wrench what what happens is you like fix the the vehicle and the guy's able to turn it over. And he's like, oh, okay, great. This is uh, this thing is turning over. I'm going to go get the guy. So he runs over it all the way across the entire hotel, grabs the lawyer. The lawyer comes down, turns on the thing. He's like, wow, this is great. I'll definitely buy it. And I obviously missed the opportunity because I'm just kind of watching to see what's happening and not knowing how to kill him because he comes with security detail. He's never by himself. He just comes and turns it on. Corner of my eye was what I noticed when he's turning it over. There's sparks being generated on the exhaust. Next to the exhaust system is a giant barrel of gas. So I walk. Uh. So I restart the opportunity, and I walk up to the barrel of gas, and there's a thing saying, "Hey, puncture a hole into the gas. This gas tank. That way, it leaks underneath the exhaust. And when he turns it over, he'll just blow up. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to mention is when he finally turns over the car for the first time. This is the the, the guy that's selling the vehicle. He take it takes took him maybe like five minutes to go find the guy and bring him over. So there's that whole <laughs> lead time. So, but then I knew what the opportunity was. I was like, okay, I need to find that screwdriver. And yes, Mike, it took me a while to actually find it out. So before I even like started this opportunity, I had to figure out where it was. That way, when I started the mission, I can find the screwdriver and kind of get this going. So found the wrench, turned it on, punctured the hole. As soon as I punctured the hole, the guy started walking towards the, the lawyer. And I knew the mission was accomplished because as soon as he comes and turns this over, boom goes the dynamite. We got another person. So <laughs> wow. I, so I so set that you... one up. Yeah. I set that one up, and as soon as I turned it over, I started on my next objective because I knew that one was taken care of. So, and you didn't the, want to be anywhere near it when it yeah, exploded. Exactly. So I left it, and um, as I was walking, I noticed there was a Jordan Cross security guy wearing like all black kind of walking around and drinking a water bottle. So on my adventures when I was looking for a screwdriver, I was able to find rat poison. When I rat poisoned <laughs> his water bottle, the guy drank it, and you know what happens. The guy kind of has stomach problems and wants to go puke. As he's going to puke, though, he didn't go to a bathroom. He walked immediately into this, like, security hut with a bunch of security guys, and he's just puking in a garbage bin. I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't help. <laughs> like, I can't take him out. There's no way to do it, and I want to get his uniform so I can walk all the way upstairs to Jordan Cross. Mm-hmm. So I kind of retract my steps. I do the saving again. I load the game back up, and I see as he's walking to the security hut, there's one little opportunity where no one is in sight of him as he's walking down the alleyway to the security hut. So as he's walking there, I choke him out. He falls over, <laughs> grab his uniform. He doesn't die, but he's like knocked out or whatever. Um, I grab his uniform and I literally trot myself all the way upstairs to Jordan, hut, uh, Jordan Cross's uh, recording session. 
looking for him. Um, and eventually he's kind of just hanging out in the very top floor, not in the recording studio, just walking around. I'm like, okay, well, let's figure out what path he's going to take. Let's see what we're going to do. While I'm figuring this out, boom, the other guy dies. All the way downstairs, the guy that I set up, the lawyer. Wow, kinda, Ken. Yeah, Kenny so he's, boy. he's dead and like the suspicious thing comes up. And it's like unnoticed kill, perfect, blah, blah, blah. Yes. All that stuff. And uh, when that happens, like, they, everyone's, like, worried because like, there's an explosion. So they kind of kick Jordan Cross into this, like, room by himself. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, I have to somehow get there. And I'm, as I'm walking to see where he was being kept, I'm like, he's literally by himself. And I'm wearing the security uniform. So I literally walk into the room, punch him square in the face. <laughs> <laughs> without even, like, he, he gets kind of quickly alerted, but I punch him square in the face. And then you know, the, you know how you do the follow-up, like punch in the gut or whatever? Yep, and yep, he falls down. Yeah, so when he falls down, I snap his neck and I walk out the front door and I escape the, the complex. Nice. Bam. Impressive. Two victims. Yeah, Man, that's what... Well. There was no... Un, nothing was... No one else was killed. The only other person that was knocked out was the uh, props. The the one security guy. Bam. Rufy. Props. Take over. Y'all are stepping up your games. Hey, boys. We're getting there. We're all becoming handcraft killers. Mm-hmm. Artisanal murders. Yeah. But I'm but, not going to lie. Again, it, it felt, yeah, no. It felt... I can't emphasize it enough, but it felt so good knowing that you set up the pieces for this guy to die with that little turning over of the vehicle. Yep. As, soon as, as soon as I punctured the thing, I walked away. Five minutes later, task was done, and I, I, you just knew everything was set up and it was perfect. Yes. That's probably my favorite kill. That's exactly why I, I spend as much time as I do setting up these elaborate murders that are supposed to be very like cinematic or, or according to you know the narrative of the game. Because I feel so cheap when I just like pull out my pistol and pop someone in the head and then walk away. Because that's not what the designers intended Exactly, at all. yeah. They want you to have these interesting little stories. Yeah, and, play and in your ways. playground, right? Exactly, exactly. So... You I, saved I the best a, for last, I think. <laughs> I mean, Moses is pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, but I, I, did, I did have a, a pretty good playthrough of this. Uh, you know, Travis, former, former uh, guest host... Um, accompanied me while I was playing through it on Twitch. Um, you can go find the VOD at twitch.com slash RuflowM. And uh, so this is this is how I did it. And I followed my typical method of loading up the game, walking around, finding as many opportunities as I can, getting as much intel as I can, and then executing. And so I, I loaded up the mission. You're given a very beautiful cinematic view of this hotel and uh, the waters of Bangkok, and I end up walking around, and I right ahead of you, if you walk up the stairs and take a sh- you know, small left, a bunch of the entourage from Jordan Cross, and they're talking about this microphone that's coming in. And it's a special microphone, because it was discontinued and recalled. Despite its amazing sound, it very e- easily overloads. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is one of the things that I can and do. And shocks people and kills them, right? And kills them, yes. Yeah. And also, just just to note, it's Jordan Cross's birthday. We've talked about that, and he's mm-hmm. turning 27. And what happens on every rock star's 27th birthday? They die. They die. Most of them die. John Lennon. John Le- John Lennon. Kurt uh, Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Um, many of the best. Many of the greats. And so, I was like, okay, that's one of the ways I can do it. And then I'm like, but let me make sure I've got all of the outside covered. And I end up going to the right. And oh, what do you know? Ken, the bulldog. Morgan. Morgan. 
is is taking a little stroll with his bodyguard. I'm like, okay, well, hey, this is not a bad idea to maybe get this guy out of the way early. And so I, I overhear his conversations, and I'm like, okay, he's he's not going anywhere. He's just going to continue to wander outside. That's fantastic. So I walk inside. I end up picking up more intel. Okay, one of the drummers of Jordan Cross's band, or the just drummers left, and there's a new hot new drummer in town um, who who's there. He's from the New York indie scene. Yeah, yeah. he's from you know bands you'd know such as Death and Taxes, and uh, I think there's another fun little quippy name. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, okay, I'm like, what if I pretend I'm the drummer because he hasn't met this guy yet? Mm -hmm. And so I. He's at the bar and he's talking to people and there's some really great dialogue. I wish I could remember exactly what they say, Um, but I'm trying to follow his pattern. And he ends up going into this private room that you need a special security clearance for and then back out. And he just keeps going back and forth and he doesn't deviate. I'm like, okay, well, this is this is not great. I can't do that. Let me explore some more. And I go upstairs and I find, okay, there's this big wing. And all of these doors are locked. You need a key card to get in. And there's guards hanging all around. I'm like, damn, okay. Well, I find some intel on a, on a little cart. And I realize, oh, one of the guests who's in one of these rooms is coming by. And he's going to walk in. So I'm casually hanging around his door. I'm like, I'm going to take this guy's outfit. Because I think he's part of the Jordan, Jordan's crew. If not, he's a guest, right? If I wear you know, his guest clothes, I'll be able to get into places. He's also got a key because he's able to get into this room. Maybe I'll be able to get his key and get into other places. Wow. So I end up hanging out by the door. And the second he opens them and starts walking in, I walk up behind him. I put him to sleep. And I tuck him into uh, his, his bathtub. Because there's no place to hide him in this room. There's nothing to pick up. And I'm like, damn, okay, this is this is not good. There's, I've got a dead person and I'm wearing their clothes. Mm-hmm. Or not quite dead, but, you know, knocked out. And there's nowhere to hide. I'm like, okay, fine. I, I, I figure, okay, I need a different outfit because there's no key card here. So I overflow the taps and I wait for one of the servants to come by. And oh. the servant comes in and undoes the taps and I knock them out put him to sleep right next to the the house guest. And so if the manager comes by, there are some questions to be had and it's not, (laughs) why are you both knocked out? It's what are you doing together naked? (laughs) So there's a narrative that's formed and I am the least of their concerns in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm wearing the servant's outfit or the, the hotel staff outfit and I continue to explore and I'm granted some more access and I continue to get more information. I find out about the birthday cake and and some of the other different opportunities that there were and i'm like okay i'm just gonna chase down the birthday cake seems pretty (laughs) pretty straightforward pretty easy uh and i sneak into the basement i sneak into the kitchen the kid the chef is yelling about oh what a spoiled brat um i'm not gonna make this kid a cake and then it's like oh well the owner of this place that's his son he's like damn i guess i have to so he makes this vegan birthday cake i steal the the letters or first i knock out two two chefs and the the problem is i couldn't find a chef all by themselves i could not find it and it was so difficult so i thought well i've picked up all of these dr pop soda cans <laughs> and let me tell you they are the most versatile item in the game 
Mm-hmm. You can throw them to make noise. You can throw them at people's heads. You can throw them anywhere you want. You just have to yell Kobe before you do it. And so I very quickly queued up two Dr. Pop soda cans and one after the other just chucked them as hard as I could into the two chef's heads from behind. And they did not notice me. They did not notice each other. I was very quick about it. And I took them both into a nice little freezer or one of their outfits and, and, and walked around. And Dr. So, Pop. Doctor until Pop. you stop. That's it. Just popping them in the head. Mm-hmm. Just popping them. And so I take the 27th birthday candle and I bring it up to his room and I put it on the cake and I quickly get out because I'm like, this, this thing's going to blow. Mm-hmm. This is going to go. It's going to be a big explosion. I don't want to be in there. So I'm standing on the outside of the room with the camera angled in because I wanted to see it. But I did not want to feel it. Sorry, wait. The birthday cake, did you booby trap the... I didn't, but I thought it would. Like, it said opportunity complete. Right. And in Sapienza, there's a false golf ball that you can have one of the characters... Yeah. Wow. I did not know One on the front lawn, one of the golf... One of the people is playing golf, and there's yes, an exploding there golf ball you can get. Wow. So it's not unprecedented for you to think that, like, hey, there, this is a false birthday cake candle. It's going to blow up. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so um, they they make a joke about, you know, with Dexy, his manager, that, oh, yeah, we know the lyrics to Happy Birthday. And they have a hilarious group cover of Happy Birthday that does not line up <laughs> with the actual Happy Birthday song. And uh, Jordan loves it until he finds out that the cake is his father's idea. And then he has a, a fit and a tantrum. And all of his friends leave. And it's just Jordan and uh, Dexy. And they're discussing. And I'm just standing in the corner like, don't mind me, guys. Just the chef. Just hanging out. Just, just, just here to cut the cake whenever you're ready. <laughs> With my knife. With a knife in my hand, ready to go. And they're just oblivious to my existence, which might just be the result of having a privileged upbringing and servants and, and people who work. You know, they don't quite exist as, as people. But regardless, uh, I hang out and then Dexy decides to leave and Jordan starts walking off. I'm like, not so fast, buddy. I've got a kitchen knife for the back of your head. And so I chuck it across the room. I hit him in the back of the head and I find a nice little dumpster area to put him in. Tuck him in. Unnoticed kill. Target target eliminated. Let's move on to the next. Beautiful. So if I would have waited... I could have got just Jordan. You could have got just Jordan. Dang you just it. have to be a little bit more patient. Dang it. Patience yeah. isn't my virtue. No, it's not. No. There were other shiny things to chase. So many shiny yes. things. Yes. So yeah, that's that's how I killed Jordan. It was pretty pretty straightforward. And then I realized, okay, one of the pieces of intel I got was that uh Ken Morgan is waiting for his room to be cleaned because someone in Jordan's entourage went and just absolutely destroyed his suite. And so everyone is working extra time to get this suite up and and clean order for for Ken Morgan. And he's not going to come in until that's ready. So I'm like, fantastic. I find my servant's outfit. I switch from the chefs to the servant. I go out and I talk to him. I'm like, Mr. Morgan, your suite's ready. Let me escort you. You escort him all the way up to the massive suite. Wow. All mind you, I'd been up here exploring previously. Um, and it's just covered with other other you know hotel staff that are able to see through you, and so there's not much to pick up here, and there's just a very nice elaborate uh, garden on top. Which, by the way, did any, any of you meet the stalker? Yes, no. I did meet the stalker. You met the stalker in one of my playthroughs. I kill. I, I 
So, like you said... <laughs> I killed the stalker I, as well. I killed the stalker. Like, didn't knock... No, I killed him. Oh, you killed him. Yeah, oh. I was playing around and I killed the stalker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he was just going through Jordan's clothes, right? Was he? Yeah. I So, when I bumped into the stalker, he was just looking out a window saying very creepy stuff. Mm. And I just, just walked up next to him and looked out the window. <laughs> and he didn't say and anything? he didn't under- react. And then at some point, I think I might have bumped into him and he just bolted. <laughs> and so, I just chased him from room to room. Until he's like, why are you following me? And I'm like, because I need to knock you out. <laughs> you could take his clothes. He was wearing some weird clothes. Yeah, he was He was wearing some very like extreme fan clothes. Yeah. Yeah. But I did not know what I'd be able to do with a stalker. And I also figured that the stalker probably had some heat on him already. So it would just make my job extra hard. But regardless, the stalker is located above uh, in the garden area where, where uh, Ken Morgan's suite is. And so you escort Ken Morgan up there, and you do an inspection with him. He walks to three or four different spots, and he says, "There's a there's a stain here," and you have to blend in as the as the <laughs> as the hotel staff and clean up the mess. So the first one is mopping, the next one is wiping off a desk, uh, the third is something in the washroom. Are there other people in the room? They with you? all leave for the inspection. Oh, so you could have killed so, him at any point. Hey, but his bodyguard is with him the entire time. Uh, okay. So you're like, okay. I'm like, why no murder yet? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, I just need to be a little bit more patient and it'll happen. And so I'm I'm patient. I'm patient. I get to the washroom and he's like, ah, the scene of the crime. And he starts examining the toilet and his bodyguard says like, oh, this is a time for me to leave. You, get, you, you have fun with your, with your toilet here. And I'm like, well, bodyguard's out of the room. I walk up behind Ken, who's looking down at the toilet. I put the little needle in his back, and oh. then I drag him into the into the little closet that's right in the washroom, deposit him, unnoticed kill, target eliminated, and I'm just a servant that walks out, hops on a speedboat, and jets away. Wow. wow. You, you, you also had the ability just to kind of shove his face into the toilet, did you not? Like, just to kind of drown him? I think you probably did, but, you know, I, I like gentlemanly kills. Yeah, I, I think I might try to use that syringe for my next, like, my mission. Just try to figure out a way to use it. And, you know, like, the the reality is, like, I could have easily used, used the, like, fiber wire, the, the you know. I could have killed him with a pistol to the back of the head. Yeah, still I was thinking fine. pistol back of the head. Because you <laughs> get, like, achievements for that. Not achievements, Dude, but, yeah. like, you get score for that. Exactly. XP. And, and I just, you know, I, I think it's a much more interesting thing to hit him with a poison syringe and then put him in a closet and when they find him they'll just say like I wonder what happened to this guy he had way too much of the drugs exactly with a exactly. needle in his neck and so that that was my my playthrough and uh artistic it was again no uh no non-target kills uh I think I might have been recorded um and I, I did not find where I needed to destroy it yeah so no notice kills no bodies 48 minutes 91,499 that's it so he did well. There's there's definitely room to improve there, but I was happy with my uh with my my playthrough of it. I think the best part of doing this series with you guys, um apart from hearing your murder stories, <laughs> is realizing how I can get better at the game, and I'm for sure going to go back in especially the earlier levels and just try and murder better. <laughs> I I'm glad that you set like high and worthwhile goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. We're we're hopefully going to do better in episode 5 and 6 when we wrap up this game, but um, I'm going to go back and try hey, to do better. As long as we get better, episode by episode, mm-hmm. that's what matters. I got to score this game. Hey, you got a non-zero score. Yeah. 
Way to go, boys. Thank I'm you. proud of you. I'm proud of you, too. You know what else I'm proud of? What are you Our proud of? Our Discord community on... They are fantastic. Yeah. Like, I don't know if... if what I think one of the things I want to really call attention to is there's there's a guy in our Discord, Hakam Hak, who pulled together an amazing recreation of my training level mission where I spent a good hour, two hours, three hours yelling Kobe, throwing crowbars and hammers at guards at the front gate. Um, he did an amazing recreation of it, made a YouTube video, posted it in the Discord. We had some big LOLs. Um, so yeah, we, we have some fantastic people in there who are, you know, talking about the game, sharing some great deals. I would highly, highly, highly recommend if you like the show, if you like Hitman, that you drop on in and, uh, give us a ring, talk to us about, about your experiences with Hitman. If you're playing along with us or, uh, let us know what you think about our playthroughs (laughs) and how you think we might be able to improve. Gentlemen, I think that's the show. So... Michael, if the people want to find you on the internet, where can they do so? You can find me streaming my ne- the next two episodes of Hitman at twitch.com slash RufaloM. You can find me at most social places online at RufaloM, R-U-F-F-O-L-O-M. And you can find me at MichaelRufalo.com. Mo. You can find me at mrtati.com or on all social media platforms as mrtati. And just one special shout out. I reviewed this game for Scholarly Gamers. So if you want to check out that review, it's at scholarlygamers.com. But if you want to find me on the internet, you can do so at Jacob McCourt, my personal website, jacobmccourt.com. Fantastic. Michael, what do we say to him? And that, my friends, is one less episode left behind. Mm-hmm.